Amen. Thank you, Dan. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Welcome into a new year. Yeah. Okay, it's exciting, isn't it? You know, it's amazing. Dan shared last week, as you guys probably know, he was talking about this, but I wanted to say this when he was mentioning this. The more you guys give into the, the ministry we call compassion ministry to give to people in our community, the more God fills it back up. It's just part of the way he does it. And we've given away so many things to help people. And I want to just make sure you guys know the impact you're making on our community. You may not see it. You may not know it. Lives are being changed. People come see us every week that need help. And man, that was one of the things that Dan highlighted last year that you guys are doing. So thank you. We can't thank you enough. It's unbelievable what God is doing. We are living in exciting times, aren't we? I, I don't know how you know how you know if you look at the media and all this stuff there's a there's a side to it that's this is horrible and we are in the worst times and all of this but then there's the kingdom of god perspective that's totally different and that's what we want to open up we dan opened up a series last week called covenant we're going to get into that a little bit today and i want to share with you some thoughts on that but before i do i did have a story that i wanted to share with you guys is that all right I, I don't know, I was, I was in a dream state when this happened, so I don't know if this actually happened or not. But over the holidays, I decided to get a part-time job to make some extra cash for Christmas. Anybody else do that at all? Yeah, so I got hired, uh, I was working for the M&M factory in town here. They make M&Ms. What are you laughing about, Mike? It's kind of under the radar. They don't talk about this. They don't advertise the M&M factory. But I got hired to do quality control I, I had to look at the M&Ms and make sure they were ready to go into and to be sent out in all the packages and stuff. You guys, I mean, I bought a big old thing of M&Ms this Christmas, you know, the big plastic jug that has about 17,000 in there. I bought that. Well, I'm working, and I love the job. It was night shift, and I, I was working. But after two days, I'm sorry to say, I, I had, they had to let me go because I was throwing away all these M&Ms that I thought were not right. And so my supervisor took me aside. He takes me into his office. He goes, what's going on, man? We're losing all these M&Ms. And I go, because they're all W's, man. <laughs> they were all W's. And he goes, no, you just got to turn it around, and it's an M. So needless to say, the moral of that story, it's how you see things. Isn't that right? If I would have just turned that thing around, I would have saw it. Would have been a lot more, uh, a lot better. Wouldn't have wasted resources on on uh, throwing M and M's away. But uh, that's not a true story. I just thought I'd share it, though. It was a thought I had early in the morning. As I said, uh, Dan opened up the the series, and this series we're gonna we're calling Covenant. And man, there's a lot to that, and it's. Uh, very deep subject in many ways, but it's one of the most profound subject, and we are in no way going to be able to get into all of the details of this, and DJ is going to take a, a, his perspective on it, Dan. I'm opening it up and going into one in particular, but I'm going to lay out some points that I think will be helpful to you guys. Dan said this last week, and, and again, thank you for opening up this way. The way Dan described it is covenant is God's way of expressing to us his value in you. Covenant is, and I'm going to read a definition, it's it's a lot of things, but that's ultimately what it is, man. It's God saying, I love you and value you so much, I want to have this relationship. Covenant is how God expresses 
his purposes concerning creation and redemption. And, and we'll see that throughout scripture. Dan also said this, covenant brings us to the fullness of what God desires for our lives. Isn't that powerful? It brings us into the fullness of what God has for us, what he has for you. It, it helps us to understand the transformation that he wants us to have and the love that he wants us to have and the freedom that we can walk in. Now, as I open this up, I, I want to say this right off the, the top. This is like the main point, the big idea. If you want to, the point to ponder of this little message this morning is this. When we see as God sees, we will do as God says. And covenant is a way for us to see how God sees. If I would have just flipped that M&M over, I would have saw the M, but I didn't. I threw it away. That's a simple task, you know? Uh, but if I would have seen it right, think about in that little silly story, I would have saved a lot of resources. If we see the way God sees, we will do what God says. And that's out of relationship, okay? It's not out of, here's what you need to do, Scott. Here, here's a list of to-dos for Jesus. That's not what this is about. This is about covenant relationship, and he reveals his purposes through this. He reveals his purposes through relationship and covenant. And here's what we need to do about it, in my opinion. It's just this simple. Here's the main point. God, you know, we see the way God sees. We will do as he says. And then here's the, what our part is. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform us just, just by allowing him to do that work in you, in me. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens. You know, I find myself wondering sometimes just how this works. Why would God, the creator of the universe, the awesome king of kings and lord of lords, want to have a relationship with a guy like me? You ever wonder that yourselves? That's a very good point. You're exactly right. And I believe that. You know what I believe? I believe God loved you into existence and me into existence. I, I believe that. Love itself. It says in Scripture, God is love, does it not? God is love. And it's almost like, and we're going to look at the Garden of Eden. I'm going to be talking to you about the Edenic covenant today. I'm going to, don't worry about all the ins and outs of that. We're going to talk about that particular covenant. But in this garden, it's almost like this. Here's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator, saying, I am love, and I choose to share that with you. And what he made is unbelievable, and he invited mankind into that, and he's saying, essentially, look at this, and enjoy this, be fruitful and multiply. And we're gonna see that throughout the covenant series that we go into, and I want you guys to ask yourself this, what is my part? What, continue to ask yourself that. I just said one thing, what we need to do is allow the Lord to transform you. Well, what does that mean for you, is what I'm saying. What is it God transforming in you? Maybe it's a renewing of our mind to see something. Maybe he's, he's giving you some hope that's been lost. Maybe there's something new that he's trying to do through this series. So the first point is God reveals his purposes through relationship. The second point I want to make is covenant reveals God's goodness. And here's what I mean by that. God, and you see this throughout the covenants, is, is a, a covenant making, covenant keeping, covenant revealing, Covenant enabling God. Does that make sense? 
Those are all the things that he does in this covenant. Now, let me define what that means. Here's what a covenant is. And I found this, this definition from a man named Malcolm Smith. Have you guys ever heard of Malcolm Smith? I, I know some of you have. Great Bible teacher, wrote a lot of books. One in particular that I, I love about covenant is called The Power of the Blood Covenant. Awesome book. Highly recommend it. Here's his definition of covenant. A binding, unbreakable obligation between two parties based on unconditional, oh, there it is. I always forget to look up. I always have my notes and it's right there in front of me. Based on unconditional love, sealed by blood and sacred oath that creates a relationship in which each party is bound by specific undertakings on each other's behalf. And here's, here's just the powerful part. It is the giving of one's whole person and life to another and the wholehearted receiving of the other person in his or her life. Whoa. So if you want a good definition of covenant, that's my recommendation. That's what we're talking about. It's an unbreakable obligation. And many of the covenants are unconditional in that God made them without any conditions. See what I mean? There's no condition. He is saying, I'm going to do this. As a matter of fact, I was talking with my friend Andy this morning about this, and he was saying, man, I hope you talk about the Abrahamic covenant, which is another covenant that is later in the Bible. And the power of that one is that God swore to Abraham, I will surely bless you and I will multiply you. And he swore by himself to do that. Since he could swear by no other, he swore by himself, I will bless you, I will multiply you. So as we look at covenant, I just want to encourage you, this is something that can ground us in our faith. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what the world is, covenant is eternal, and God said it, and it's, going to, it's true. It's absolutely true. So covenant reveals God's goodness. He is a covenant-making, keeping, revealing, and enabling God. He's the initiator we receive. Now I want to get into the, the, here's the nine covenants, and this is all the history stuff. I don't want to lose you guys. It gets, this is not just information, but this lays out an outline. I hope you follow it. The nine covenants that are in the Bible that I see, and there's a dispute over this. People have all their different studies on it, are these. The Edenic covenant made in the Garden of Eden. That's why it's called the Edenic covenant. The Adamic covenant made with Adam, the Noahic, the Abrahamic, the Mosaic, the Palestinian, the Davidic, the New, and then finally the Everlasting. Now we're not going to get into all of that, but you can see this thread of what I just read, covenant, throughout all of Scripture, starting in Genesis and ending in the book of Revelation. And the Everlasting covenant, by the way, was made in the heavenlies with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit before time. So that, that's what that means. And Jesus allows us to come into that because of what he did. So I'll explain that a little more later. I don't want to lose you guys. You guys okay? Is that too, is that too much information? At one point, my IQ was negative, so I had to do a lot of homework to get it back up into the positive realm. That's bad. If you have a negative IQ, <laughs> that's pretty bad. But I did study, and I worked, and I got it up to over 100. So I'm happy about that. Okay, here's a point to ponder. Now think about this. The triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, 
expresses himself, reveals himself through covenant, and covenant is, has a triune part to it. There are three parts. Did I say three parts? Three parts. Three parts. Here's the parts. The words of the covenant, the blood of the covenant, and the seal of the covenant. You'll see that throughout every covenant. The words, the blood, and the seal. Now, here's what's interesting about this. The words are representative of the Father. He's the originator, the initiator. And the way to frame that is it's the Father's word to us. And you'll see that throughout the covenants. We're going to look at the words of the Edenic covenant here in a minute. The second point is the blood of the covenant. This is representing the Son. He's the mediator. This is Jesus. He's the mediator. The Son's work for us. Just remember, that's a way of expressing that part of the covenant when you see the blood. And then thirdly, the seal of the covenant. This represents the Holy Spirit. He's the executor, the fulfiller. And think of it this way, the Holy Spirit's work in us. So the covenants, that's why they're so powerful, is this is the way God expresses his purposes concerning creation and redemption. Right. Wow. You should come up here, man. I've said enough. I've said enough. That's all I'm going to do. No. Thank you for sharing that. Man, you know your Bible, and that's really good. But that's a great picture. And that should be on my notes in the U version, by the way. I'm sorry. And if there's some differences there, I was making some changes this morning to my notes, and all of a sudden, it froze up on me. And I think it's because it was starting to go into the live mode. Dan, is that what it was doing, maybe? And it just froze up, and I couldn't do anything else. I was making some changes, and I think those changes stuck without me even hitting save the draft. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I hope it stayed, it saved it. But they're in the, in the notes in you version. So I highly recommend you guys look at that. And all of our messages are there for you to see. So you have this idea of God revealing himself through covenant. And here's something that we're going to look at now. I want you to take, if you have your Bible, take it out, and I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 28. These are the words of the covenant. Okay? This is the words of the covenant, verse 28. And maybe we can say them together when they, when they pull these up here. There it is. You want to say it together so we remember it. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, the wording here of fruitfulness and multiplication is something that you'll see throughout the covenants as well. And, and like I said, the picture that I see is like God in this paradise he creates all this stuff because just a moment before this just just before this he says let us make man in our image in our image and then he creates him and then he says look at this be fruitful multiply and my take on that is it's like this this isn't just childbearing okay people think that that's just meaning childbearing and have a lot of kids well that that that's really not it's so much bigger than that it's part of that, but it's really this, what I think. You guys tell me what you think. This love is saying, 
I want you to take what I've shown you and made for you to enjoy and multiply it. Let it out of you. Look at all the great things I've made for you. Man, that changes our perspective if we see the way God sees things. Love itself, expressing all this beauty, and then be fruitful, multiply, subdue, don't take dominion. What's he saying? Man, I've given you authority by me to have a lot of great things happen if you see it the way I see it. Well, as we know, Adam chose a different way. He chose to go outside of God's life. It's not like, and I've said this before, it's not like he was just sitting there and ate an apple and he got sick. He essentially was saying, I don't need God's life. I'll make my own life. And that's what happened. So God, in the rest of the covenants, it's almost as if he's saying, I want you back to Eden. <laughs> I'm calling you back to this paradise, this relationship with me that's based on my truth. And it's powerful. So now that when we talk about the Edenic covenant, we just read the words. We saw the fruitfulness, the multiplication ideas. These are the first words that God makes to mankind. And those are the words. Now the second point is the blood. What do you think would be the blood part of this covenant? Any idea? That was actually after, some, some may say that, but it's literally this. It's Adam because he had to have his rib removed before Eve could be created, however that happened. A beautiful picture. Some say that that's a representation of sinless blood. A representation, really, a foreseeing of Christ. But that was sinless blood. So that's the blood of the covenant. Now, it's interesting. I, I want to tell you a story. You guys, don't judge me for this. I shared this last night, and people were looking at me. But when I was about six years old, I moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because my mom had had a mental breakdown. Both of her parents died within a, a month of each other. They were only 61 years old, and she just went into a psychiatric spiral that she couldn't recuperate from, and so we had to start a new life. And when we started a new life, we, we went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I was about six years old, and one of the first guys I met there was Mike Kasarich. His name was Mike Kasarich. And we became buddies. And eventually, when we were 12 years old, we watched this Western movie. And these two guys in the Western movie were so close, they said, let's make this a covenant of friendship. So you know what they did? They cut their hand, and they held their hands there, and they became blood brothers. <laughs> so me and my friend Mike said, let's become blood brothers. Now, we were too chicken to cut our hands, so we just cut our finger. <laughs> and we clinched our finger like this for three hours. It was in the middle of summer. We took our shirts off. We were out there sweating. <laughs> Now, here's the point. And some of you did the math last night, and we're going, hey, man, this doesn't add up. I became friends when I was six. He's my oldest friend. I'll be 55. So what's the, how many years is that? 49. Almost 50 years I've known this man. And to this day, we're still friends. And when I call him, you know what we say? Hey, blood brother. Hey, blood brother. Now, here's my point in saying that. As silly as that is, we are little kids sweating. Who knows if I had rust in my blood, I could you know, <laughs> he didn't get sick, I didn't get sick. But here's the thing, that, that blood covenant knit us. 
That's the blood representation of what Jesus is saying through all of these to you and I. It knits you. It holds you. It's real and it's eternal and it'll never stop. It'll never end. That's what's so powerful about the blood covenant. And I'm telling you, to this day, I just called him him before Thanksgiving. Hey, blood brother. (laughs) It's the same, same stuff. Oh, man, it's really good. So that's the blood. And then the seal for this one, remember there's three parts, the words, the blood, the seal, is the tree of life. The tree of life, which God said, take and eat freely. I want you to choose this. Adam did not. That's a representation that we were meant to live forever with God in this beautiful place. So all of these covenants, all of these words, the blood you see, the the things throughout the the Bible, the Abrahamic, the Noahic, all these different ones, if you break it all down, man, in my opinion, it's God saying, I want you back to this, this relationship, this simplicity, and my blood changes everything, and it'll never, never change. I love you. So God's covenant reveals his goodness. And then the third point is this. And we'll close on this. God's covenants bring us back into oneness with him. This oneness with him. That's powerful. Now, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 17, it says, though he who is uh, one with, I'm going to read it because I'll mess, up, I'll mess it up. You're one with the Lord. If you've, if, you've be, if you've made a decision to believe in Jesus, you are essentially, it's saying, one with him. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean, you think? The one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. What does that mean? Nothing can separate you. There's a oneness there. Literally, when you make a decision to simply believe in Jesus, which I did when I was 19 years old, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, and I was lost and lonely, doing a bunch of stupid stuff, And all of a sudden, I'm reaching out to do it once again, and I heard this voice. I know it was God. It wasn't me. What are you doing, son? It was the most loving, caring voice, and I was so lost and so just empty and dead. Most people go to college, and they sow their wild oats. Well, I started when I was 10. So by the time I was 18, I didn't have any more oats to sow, really. In a way, it was like, this is stupid. This is dumb. What a, where's life? Where, what the heck is going on? And so when I heard that voice, I said, I don't know. And I know it was God because I fell down on my, my knees and I started crying and pouring out all my junk. And it was like God saying, it's all right, son. I love you. I just want you to come back to me. I want you to know who I am in my love. And I fell on my bed and cried my eyes out in a good way for three and a half hours. I believe in that moment I was born again and the covenants that I'm talking about became all mine in one moment because of Jesus, amen? Wow, man, it was, it was life-changing for me and that's never changed. If you, look at, if you wanna look with me, you don't have to. I'm gonna close on this. Uh, John chapter 17, this is Jesus. These are his words and he's talking about this idea of oneness, oneness. In verse 11 of of John chapter 17, I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, 
the name which you've given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Man, it's so powerful. Then down in verse 20, I do not ask on behalf of those, uh, on these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. Their union with me and the words I'm gonna give them, their people are gonna see that and they're gonna believe that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they are also may be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Man, isn't that a great promise? When, when the world sees this oneness of the church, of us living by the, the power of covenant, the world be, will believe that Jesus is who he says he is. That's real stuff, man. That's real stuff. And it's not pretty. I get it. We make mistakes, we blow it, we think, God, where are you? I, I understand those things. But I'm submitting to you now, the covenantal language of Scripture makes it clear that God will never change. And it doesn't matter if you falter and have bad days and good days. God's still saying, "Come, it's okay. I love you. I value you so much that I'm, I'm calling you back to this oneness. The glory which you've given me, I've given to them, verse 22, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may be perfected in unity. And here it is again. So that the world may know that you sent me. Oh. And loved them even as I've, you've loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you've given me, be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you've given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Those are Jesus' words to us, and it's this covenant brings us into this oneness with God that is just profound. It's just profound. So I want to just pray for us as we close that maybe, maybe God would open our eyes as we look at this series. DJ's going to be sharing next week, then Dan, Janelle. We really want to... Uh, to do the best we can to make this real to you guys so you can see that it's not just education. It's not just information. This is relationship. And if you guys, if we together go into some of this, my friend Andy again was saying, I asked him, I said, what do you think would be something you'd say to somebody that when you're talking about covenant, because people are like, what? I don't, I don't even know what the heck that is. And I didn't for many years. Until I was about 35, I didn't know what it was. He said, man, it's about it's about a, a relationship with God. It's about having that accountability to his truth that is eternal. And I said, man, that's powerful. So Lord, as we close, just take a moment, Jesus, to thank you for your words. Thank you for the covenants that you've shared with us through scripture. And we thank you for the truth. Lord, I think of even with Abraham, even after he had just in his own strength, had a child through his wife's maidservant, Hagar. He had a child with her instead of waiting for the promise that he'd have a son through Sarah. He, he did this. And right after that, it's like you didn't even think about it. You just got right back and said, I am gonna bless you. I'm gonna multiply you. And you put your arm around him and he fell on his face and he said, God, this is too great. It's too awesome. That's the kind of thing you want us to see through covenant, Lord. That love, that relationship. Open our eyes to see it, I pray. Open our eyes that we might walk in that and see 
Lord, as you see, so that we can do what you say out of relationship. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys for coming today. Uh, we love you. That's the end of our, of our sermon today. And uh, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you.